Welcome to This Girl Puts Out. I'm your host, Carm Macaretta, and I interview real women with real stories about real life stuff. I'm inviting you to laugh, cry, and connect with my guests as they share some of their most impactful life experiences, from their brightest moments to their darkest hours. For more stories and an opportunity to share your own, visit me at thisgirlputsout.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to This Girl Puts Out, episode number seven. I'd like to introduce my guest today, Alexandra Jeffert, who comes to us all the way from the UK. I met Alexandra online after reading about her expertise in many areas, but today we're going to focus on talking about relationship breakups. Alexandra is a breakup and female empowerment coach. She helps women recover from breakups so they can become fierce and powerful women that manifest their dreams. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about the importance of and benefits of investing in yourself with a coach and how that can help you with personal development, you know, breakups, just about anything. So welcome, Alexandra, and thank you for being here with us today. I really, really appreciate it. And I I just love the online community where we met. It's just been really uplifting for me. I'm enjoying meeting so many women from across the globe doing wonderful things to empower women. And you are certainly one of them. So thank you for taking a chance on me and doing this with me. And uh, so I believe coaching was not your first career. And I'm sure there's a story behind that change. So why don't we start there and, you know, talk about what you did for work before you became a female empowerment coach. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I love doing these. So it's, it's going to be lots of fun. So after I left the university, so I studied law and international relations. I then went on to my master's and I started working in marketing. And I worked in marketing for nearly 10 years. So I went up the kind of the career ladder. Um, I started at the bottom up until I was head of marketing. And to be honest, it never really fulfilled me. I, I was always seeking the next thing, hoping that the next level was going to help me feel happier, to make me feel more fulfilled, to make me feel like I had a purpose. And, and I enjoyed every job I had. I've worked in, in great companies. I've worked with amazing people. But there was just the part of me that was just never really happy. In, um, in fact, all of the companies that I worked with, they all got bought at one point or another in my time that I was in the company. And so every time that the company got bought, I thought, well, I don't know if I'm going to be happy with what this new company is going to be with it's going to be like so i'm going to to find a new thing i'm going to find a new company i'm going to find a new job and so i moved into lots of different companies and still i had this this sense in me that i wasn't being fulfilled that i wasn't happy that i had everything i could dream of i i was living in a great city i was earning good money i had good friends i had a beautiful apartment but i just wasn't happy. So I've always been interested in personal development and I knew that there was something I was missing. For the past 10 years, I've been working in self-development, working on myself, going to seminars and reading books and, and journaling. And so I was very aware, but 
I was also absolutely terrified of changing my whole life. My, mm-hmm. All my family worked in corporate. So how was I going to tell my family, oh, hey, I'm leaving now. Right. And you're leaving for this like soft and fuzzy type thing versus yeah. these concrete, hard corporate type of jobs. Yeah. Very, very different environment. Very very different energies. Suddenly I, I was just working for myself. I, I've always wanted to help people. So first I started delving into um, wellness coaching and, and it just didn't really, I had a passion for it, but for me, not really doing it for other people. Sorry about that, but <laughs> you know, everyone has different passions. And of slowly, because um, I've done so much work into mindset it's become a lot more about mindset. I've gone through a lot of breakups. So it felt very easy to help women with their mindset after breakup and making them feel like you can really achieve anything, even if right now you are in a very bad place. And that could be a breakup, but it could also be your terrible job, or it could also be that mm-hmm. you're just feeling stuck. Mm-hmm. So it's very much about the, the um, stepping out of your comfort zone and knowing that it will be okay. Sure. And we're, you know, that's always a risk, right? We're never sure that it's going to work out and it is, it is frightening, but you seemed like you were, you were very young to be so self-aware and really have to taken the time to figure out why you weren't fulfilled. Most women I know, we figure that out, but it takes... takes a lot longer. You know, we're in our late 30s, maybe our 40s before we start figuring out what we need to do to improve our lives and figure out exactly where the loss of fulfillment is coming from and what could fill that hole. So I guess congratulations to you. You're really, for a young person, you were really, really evolved and I think wiser than your years. Is that fair? Thank you. (laughs) So before we talk a little bit more about, you know, the risks that you took to start your, your new business, did you have, you know, relationships in the past that had sort of helped you figure out your niche, that had helped you figure out that this, this breakup recovery was a thing that needed to be served? Yeah, so many. Probably all of them, <laughs> looking back. <laughs> yeah, so for me... I got into personal development because my mum had cancer. So she started obviously um, looking for alternative ways to feeling better. And, and all these alternative ways are normally around the laws of the universe and kind of all of a lot more woo-woo kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And because of that, I so I slowly started becoming a bit more aware that there was more than what we had been told our entire lives kind of thing. And then when my mum passed away, I fell into this very emotionally abusive relationship where I I just completely lost myself. I was doing things that weren't who I was, that I knew weren't who I was, but I was so scared of losing this kind of anchor in my life that I I would do anything. And so when we broke up, I was already kind of aware before that, well, this is not really me, but I'm going to put this to one side because 
even though this isn't a good place, it's comfortable. I knew what was going to happen. I knew that if I did this, this would happen. So it was kind of this, this um, trying to control the situation kind of thing. My, I felt like my whole world was imploding because obviously my mom just passed away and we were all, my whole family was going through grief. I was going through it as well. Mm-hmm. I was in a new country, in a new city, not speaking my first language. So it was really overwhelming and I was trying to control what I could in my life. So I, I just stayed in this abusive relationship that didn't really help me, mm-hmm. but ultimately it made me realize that I really needed to stay true to myself. So once we broke up, I, I'm not going to say that I was suddenly healed and everything was great because it wasn't. Of course not, right. It took a lot of work after that relationship and like, I don't know, probably three, four, five relationships after until I really thought, okay, this cannot carry on. I am not doing this right. Life is just not going the way it's meant to be going. I was, mm-hmm. I felt like I was constantly fighting with myself. In one relationship, I was the very emotionally unstable person that was always screaming and shouting to the poor guy. In another one, I was just the person that was completely despondent, despondent that I didn't reply to anything. I didn't have a view over anything. Mm-hmm. In another relationship, I was just all over the place wanting to do everything. It was like I took time in each relationship to see what the boundaries were and see where mm-hmm. I was comfortable. And and then on my last relationship, proper relationship, that's when we broke up and I was like, okay, now I've got like this scale of the crazy one to like the non-voice one, mm-hmm. where do I meet in the middle? And mm-hmm. I really started reconnecting with myself and I really started working on my goals and what I, I wanted in my life and who I was and what were the things that I enjoyed, that I didn't enjoy, that I wanted, that I didn't want. And that led me to realizing also where my life was going and where um, I wanted to be in the future and how I saw my future. And, and so my mindset started growing and growing and growing until the point that mm-hmm. I had to leave my, my life to what it was and, and just change it. Wow. So you also, I mean, during this time, again, we're looking into yourself versus looking at the people you were involved with. And that's, you know, most of us, when we're going through breakups, we're like, well, he wasn't right for me or you know, I picked the wrong man or in, you know, again, very evolved to look inside and say, Hey, I've done this six times now and it's clearly not working. It's, there's got to be something I can do on my end. And, you know, we have to remind ourselves that the only thing we can change is ourselves. So, but when did you realize, I mean, I guess, was it something that you realized all along while you were you were going through these relationships and, and starting to plant the seeds of, of this particular arm of your business that you realized other women needed this. I mean, did, was there a moment you're like, every woman goes through this. I need to share this. I need to do this. I think it's, it's probably been a mix. I've always been the, the friend that my friends go to when they go through breakup because mm-hmm. I, I don't really 
feed the whole oh he was a jerk or he was this or he was that yeah I mean there are guys that are shit that I'm not going to, <laughs> to say no to that but but also is, is a lot of of who we are and what we attract so there has to be a part in ourselves and believe me when I've been through breakups I haven't always been like well I really am attracting this kind of person no I really was like yeah you can go to hell for all sure. I care. <laughs> but it, yeah, once I really started recognizing that I wanted to work with people, that I wanted to to do coaching and, and really empower women, because my goal was always to empower women, to really find a way to, to help women to create the life that they love, a life that is going to excite them. And for me, it was the breakup that, that triggered that. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that. So yeah, once I really started working myself and I started working with a love coach and I started realizing really the, the depth of these breakups and these relationships and what they had made me realize is when I thought, this is what women need. This is what we for some reason, when we go into relationships, we forget everything else. We just mm -hmm. become focused in the relationship. And that's when I, I thought really, this is what we need because women, we tend to always put ourselves second and especially in a relationship. So once we find ourselves alone after the relationship, we've completely lost who we are. So for me, it was a massive breakthrough mm -hmm. from the breakup point, but but really, I mean, the, the more I do this kind of work is, is mindset. For me, it was the trigger for the breakup. And, and I know that a lot of the healing that I do around relationships and past relationships, there are only things that you realize when you are in that point of despair mm -hmm. and hurt. And that you think, I can't do this anymore. I cannot spend another week crying and feeling like my heart is just crushed like I can't breathe like my chest is just I feel like someone is sat on it no it has for me it, it has to end it cannot be that we are trapped in this mm -hmm. breakup and can't get out of it kind of thing mm -hmm. well before we talk a little bit about um some of the elements that you recommend general do's and don'ts around breakups you know, you, you took a big risk leaving, leaving the corporate world. Um, I'm sure there were a lot of things going through your mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, am I doing the right thing? Do I have enough money? Were you trying to juggle both at the same time at any point? Or did you just completely sever your relationship with corporate world? It was a bit of both. I mean, there were, there were some... I wouldn't say rumors, but more like a feeling like the CEO was falling out of love of marketing and marketing is always the area that the big bosses in companies don't think is that important. Mm -hmm. So it's normally the, the first department to kind of get the expenses cut and, and that they get, they start getting rid of people from that place thinking that, well, the salespeople are going to do everything else. But without the marketing, obviously, the salespeople have not, no one to talk to. So it's kind of like a bit of a vicious circle. So I was at this point where I could feel the CEO 
wasn't putting the same energy into my department and my boss was agreeing with me. So I had already been thinking about starting my own business the year before, but because I had been so busy with the job, I, I didn't really put some time into that. So, um, so since this feeling started coming, I was like, okay, maybe I should just take a step back do my job as it's required, but also think about my goals. And that's when I really started helping some people in like a pro bono way. And then um, I got my coaching certification and I started building this business while I was still in my corporate job. Mm-hmm. So once the, the whole marketing team was made redundant, then I already had like a, a step to to fall into, you know, I already had sure. like a place where I already had some clients. I already had a business that was at the very inception. Mm-hmm. Looking back, I wish I had had more time, but, but I mean, the universe gives you what the universe gives you. So. Right. That's the way it was supposed to work out. <laughs> exactly. So I was supposed to, to be overstretched during those, those first six months mm-hmm. and, and really, having to to make it work you know and then with the whole virus happening it was a completely new challenge again so it's been very interesting for sure so obviously you know we worry about whether or not we're going to fail you know is this going to be accepted what are people going to think of me um did you have those thoughts a hundred percent i mean as i said earlier my whole family my sister's a photographer but the rest of my family, my parents uh, were directors of a company. Everyone around me worked in corporate. All of my friends worked in corporate. And, uh, and I had never really shared with anyone my spiritual side, my coaching side, that mm-hmm. side of me, apart from obviously friends and, and when I'm advising them, but never really showing that I had an interest in coaching. Mm-hmm. So it was really difficult for me to to come out properly Mm -hmm. I mean it took me a good six months to tell my parents yeah it was a difficult one it sounds it sounds lonely at the time when you probably need support you probably need support the most you're just like trudging along by yourself but we do that because we're we're so afraid Mm-hmm. We're, and we're, even I was so scared I I told my dad on my birthday because I thought well he can't get angry on my birthday <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah wow. but actually he's he's been so supportive and he loved the idea and he's yeah. just like my number one fan pretty much <laughs> well clearly this was um this is something that's coming from inside of you you know it's not like yeah. you looked at a list of jobs and careers and said, hmm, let me try this one. Clearly you you have a natural desire to help people and women especially. And this is something that's very organic. And I think eventually it just seeps out of us. You almost can't mm-hmm. contain it when when there's something like this inside of you. But unfortunately the the risks often will subdue us and keep us from doing the very mm-hmm. thing that is going to fulfill us, you know, uh, so many people are tied to their jobs financially. 
or, you know, might be a single mom, she can't think about leaving her job. You know, she has to take Mm -hmm. care of her children or there's just so many, so many obstacles, but it, it would definitely appear as though you made the right move. So truly so happy for you. What is it that you love the most about what you're doing now? Oh, I'd probably say just about everything. I don't really like doing my admin, you know, all these like taxes and accounting bits, definitely mm-hmm. not. But in terms of, of the job, I mean, my, my life has completely changed. I don't have that anxiety on Sundays about going to work. I don't, I was never a fan of the rigidity of the corporate world, of mm-hmm. having to be at this place at this exact time because otherwise someone is going to be jealous that you've got five minutes more in bed kind of thing Mm -hmm. and in the corporate world I always had that I mean I've always been a punctual person so it wasn't about being on time but more the consequences you know that if one day you take the wrong bus or you miss your train that then it's it's going to be a big problem Mm -hmm. and and also the rigidity in terms of what needs to be done. I go a lot more with the flow. So I will be doing my videos, my content with the things that I feel are the things that I need to share on that day or at that time. Mm -hmm. And I am a lot more in tune with myself. And also, obviously, I love seeing the transformation in the women that I work Mm. with. It's the most gratifying thing that I definitely didn't have in my corporate job. Yeah, it's, it's nice to see that your campaign is doing well. Right. <laughs> but it's not the same thing seeing that the woman that you are working with, she, she goes back to school and she has a whole new career. Or the, the coach that I work with who suddenly, because we've been working together, she has managed to get five new clients because she's now stepping into her power instead of the fear and all of the unworthy feelings mm-hmm. because of the breakup, you know, is is so powerful to just see how these women go from, oh, I hate myself to actually really completely and unconditionally loving themselves. It's such a rush. You just gave me chills. Um, <laughs> So looking back is uh, when you were a child, did you have a nurturing side? You know, should you have gone into the caring field initially? Yeah, I was always the the mother of the group with all my friends. Uh, The one with the doll that even like I was looking through some pictures earlier um, yesterday. and, And in all of the pictures, I have this little pram with the baby in it it was obviously a doll because at three years old I couldn't have had a baby but (laughs) holding it I also had one of these things where you just hang your baby on your chest in all of the pictures I have it and I was always like the nurse at home if my dad got a cut or anything I was the person that was going to clean it and put a plaster on it and I've I've always been weirdly nurturing and caring and yeah. <laughs> well, it appears as though you are exactly where you need to be. And that's a, that's a great feeling. So again, I'm truly happy for you. 
Um, but let's, let's talk about breakups. Let's just give the audience a, mm -hmm. a quick list of maybe general do's and don'ts around breakups. Now, I know these things are very individualized. They don't apply to every situation, but just some general important steps you can share with us about getting over your ex. Yes. Okay. So normally we'll just go for a general one. So I always say that the first thing that you need to do after a breakup is completely go no contact. So do not um, contact your ex, do not message, do not check his social media, all of those things. Keep your, your brain still missing that person. So you want to completely cut the contact with that person. I know it's a different type of, um, of advice for women that have kids with their exes, but the rule is the same. You don't want to have any contact with that person. So um, if you have a kid, for example, then the conversations would only be about the kid. Do not get involved in conversations about life, about how this is going, what that is going. Make it very, very basic about dealing with the kid. Then the other thing that I think is very important when you're starting to recover after a breakup is to reframe the relationship. We sometimes fall into absolutely catastrophizing the relationship and just saying how bad it was and how horrible it was. And that can make you feel like then you are stupid for having stayed in that relationship for so long. And the same with the opposite. It, it could be that the, you just fall into this pattern of just saying how amazing the relationship was and how dumb you are now that you're not in that relationship anymore. And you might start looking for reasons of you having destroyed that relationship. So that really doesn't help with your uh, self-worth and your self-love, and it will be harder to recover. So really reframe the relationship. Look at the positives and the negatives. Maybe the positive and negative traits of the partner as well. Maybe you'll start seeing that there's something that you keep attracting. For example, for me, I always fell for guys that were very charming at the beginning and very charming with other people, but ultimately they weren't that great in a one-on-one -on -one kind of thing. So it's very important to, to reframe the relationship. Be very aware of the positives and the negatives. Then during the whole time that you're doing all this work, to really, really take care of yourself, to be kind to yourself, to be aware of what you keep telling yourself. The one person that you're going to be talking to the most in your entire life is yourself. So make sure that you're being nice to yourself. If you said the things that you tell yourself to your friend, would they still be your friend? If the answer is no, then maybe you should be nicer to yourself. Wow. So simple, but, but powerful. Um, yeah, they're, they're, these are, are, are so important. And, and obviously, once you start doing this work, you, you'll start slowly reconnecting with yourself. Once you start being kinder to yourself and taking care of yourself, you start realizing those parts of you that maybe you haven't fed. For me, it was that nurturing side. I was very, I felt like I was being very nurturing, but I wasn't being nurturing to myself. So you start really reconnecting with who you are and that will give you the power to really stay in your power to really um, recover from a, a healthy place and not from, I see so many, I would talk to so many women that they, 
they go from one relationship and then the first thing that they want to do is find someone else to forget about their ex. And that is not the right way to do it. It's great to go out with your friends and have fun, but not to, to like completely forget and move on. The moving on process is, is a longer process. You need to really sit with those feelings and see what comes up for you. It's very uncomfortable, but that part of being uncomfortable is what's going to make you grow so much more. And ultimately mm-hmm. find someone that is going to help you grow, that is going to be there for you, that is, is going to be good for you. And also mm-hmm. you and your own goals. If you are a lot more connected with who you are, you know what your goals are. Mm-hmm. You aren't scared of going for the things that you want and having that person, that partner with you is just going to be complementary to everything else. I, I think that having somebody assist you, coach you, mm-hmm. take care of you and, and help you through this process is really, really not only important, but necessary because, you know, we're not strong after a breakup. And so we may have moments of strength where we say, okay, you know, I'm worthy today, but we get derailed very, very quickly when, you know, the routines of life kick in, etc. We get back into negative thinking. So I just feel like having a coach could really, really help so many people and i'm i'm really happy that the coaching field has has gotten larger we have you know a lot more coaches to to help us with things like this so tell me a little bit about why um we should invest in ourselves through coaching the benefits etc well i think it's very easy as to say to to just fall back into your patterns and and sometimes what we need is an external person an external person is not necessarily um, your friend or your parents because they are too close to the issue. They think they know you too well and they'll be like, oh no, you are not this or oh no, you're not that. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. But a coach will be able to really bring the core of it to the surface. So then you'll be able to work on that. And the thing that really um, helped me when I hired a love coach uh, probably, I don't know, four or five years ago, it was that she uncovered things about me that I, I just had and that for me was just part of who I was. But actually, they're not. Um, you can work on every part of yourself and grow from every part of yourself, Right. So really working with a coach, what it does is that it helps you like really take a step back and to bring things forth that you might not be aware of and also think differently because a coach has been trained in a different way, mm-hmm. is listening a different way to the things that you say and they don't come from a place of you as a friend, but like I want you to be the person that I know you are that you're not seeing right now. So for me, I work with women that are powerful and fierce. They just don't know it yet because they are in this place of, I feel like crap. Mm-hmm. So what I do is bring out all of those parts of them of themselves that they're, they're not aware of yet. And it really, 
it really can be very, very powerful if you're open to it. Mm-hmm. Because of course, if you just sit there and everything that your coach tells you, you go like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Then you're never going to grow. You're never mm-hmm. going to move past from it. Right. But I think that everyone should work with a coach at least once in their life because it helps you grow. It helps you really become the person that you meant to become and not staying stagnant where and stuck where you are right now. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's such powerful work. And, and I absolutely love that there are so many different types of coaches for anything that you can think of basically. So yeah, just, just go work with a coach because mm-hmm. it will truly change your life. I have to say I'm intrigued. <laughs> about coaching. But, you know, I'm, I'm in the healthcare profession. It sounds to me like the major difference between a coach and, say, a psychotherapist is coaching is more goal-related. Would, would that be accurate or can you correct me? I think so. I mean, we, we obviously do a lot of talking as well, but mm-hmm. What I found with, because I've done years of therapy as well, what I've found is that coaching will give you steps to move forward. It will give you the tools for you to come up with those steps, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, my, my therapist, she would tell me, well, why don't you do this instead? Okay, but it didn't really resonate with me, so I didn't particularly do it. Coaching comes from a place of I'll empower you to make a choice. You have Mm. the power to be who you want to be. Yeah, you're coming to me because you have this problem and I don't don't take anyone. Like I have a process that I make sure if you need a therapist, I will send you to a therapist. I'm not going to be taking someone that I can do damage on because Mm -hmm. some people needs to have that therapy and I completely agree with that but for me it's a lot more active I, what I found is that when I was in therapy it was very um kind of passive much more of me talking my problems out and not really coming up with ways to move forward and ways to actually empower myself to do more things in the mm-hmm. in the future it is with coaching what at least this is my opinion, is that is a lot more about empowering the other person of mm-hmm. you finding, yeah, I'm not happy with this part of my life. What can I do about it? And find steps and goals to work towards. Thank you. This has been just an amazing conversation. And I know that that our my listeners are going to be delighted with this interview. I, I'm just so grateful. Um, Thank so- you. If I hope you, they enjoy it. Oh, good. I'm, I'm so glad. If you are interested in having a conversation with Alexandra or exploring what coaching might be able to do for you, you can find her at dreamlifebydesign.com. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And then we'll also put um, your social links on the page. And um, hopefully, you know, some people will explore coaching and, and reach out to you. 
So thank you so much for talking with me today. I'm sure everybody enjoyed the, your story and I know that there's definitely someone who needed to hear from you today. So thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us. And uh, This Girl Puts Out is officially signing off and thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And for more stories about real-life women, visit thisgirlputsout.com.